Moses said, God, please let me see your glory. And God says, you can't handle that. He said, but I'll hold up my hand and I'll pass by you and I'll hold my hand up until I get by that you'll get to see just a little bit of my glory. When we ask God to reveal his glory to us, he does so. And it's amazing the ways that he does, does that. Uh, whether that is uh, a sunrise, whether that is a moment with friends, whether that is powerful worship, um, whether that is seeing um, shepherds of this local church stand up and lead the way God intended them to, uh, to hear Brandon's words over his sister-in-law, uh, just amazing uh, and powerful. And to see a family man like Brandon Stahl leading this local body of believers it does my heart good. And to be moved to tears as a longtime friend is moved to tears as we celebrate communion together does good for my heart and reminds me of the glory of God. In just a minute, one of our other shepherds is going to stand in front of you and read Scripture. And nobody, in my opinion, reads Scripture like Tony Postaway because he puts his heart into it and he lets the heart of God be known to those who are hearing it. And I encourage you just to lean in and to listen. I'm encouraged because one of our shepherds isn't in this room today because he's taking care of our little ones over in King's Crossing. He's leading in our faith family. My heart is good this morning because our oldest deacon and one of our oldest members is battling with this idea of this faith family needing more and more and more of God's word in their life. And how do we do that? And he's, he's, he's wrestling with that, and he's, he, he can't wait to talk with the rest of his, his deacon brothers tomorrow on how we can make that uh, a possibility so that we can become an even more people, an even more Christ-centered, Bible-centered people. It does my heart good. It does my does my heart good to see yesterday uh, eighty of us in the in, in Parchment Valley just enjoying God's creation. Uh, a longtime friend Brian Grubb spoke to us over the weekend, and one of the things that he says is that he hates missing Sunday morning, and I have to echo that. Um, those who think that church attendance, regular church attendance, is, is twice a month, you mean you're missing. Um, I'd like for us all to get to the point that we hate not to be here on a Sunday morning for what it does for our soul, what it does for us collectively and individually, uh, for us to be a body. We are a family. Um, this morning, uh, I just want to, to raise up a couple people in our faith family um, who, who need prayers. Continue to pray for Mike's dad, Bill Coiner. Um, continue to pray for Becky Postalwaite's father uh, as he uh, has some tests that he has to have. Uh, in the back is a brother, Brian Tucker, who is having surgery this Friday. I ask that you would pray for him uh, as the doctors uh, 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 take care of his shoulder uh, this, this coming week. Um, and for those, the person sitting next to you, just pray because Satan is after them. Uh, and we need to be reminded of God's glory. And a secret to being reminded is to ask for it. God, show me your glory. So before we go any further, let's bow our heads and pray yet again to our Heavenly Father. Father God, thank you for all that you are. God, I am so grateful and I am humbled that you have placed godly men in my life that hold me accountable, that challenge me, uh, that, that encourage me. God, they let, give me a glimpse of you. 
our Heavenly Father. God, I'm so grateful that these guys are my shepherds and shepherds for this local church. God, continue to bless them in their work with their family in this church and in this community. God, I pray that you would be uh, with all those who are just in the midst of health crises. And God, right now, I just pray that you'd be with Brian this week. God, give him a sense of peace as Friday gets closer. God, I pray that the doctors and surgeons caring for him on Friday do a remarkable job and that he is to uh, full health again. God, right now, I just ask that you would be with us as we dig into your word for just a few minutes. But God, let those few minutes uh, uh, just echo and echo and echo throughout our week. God, we love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. For the summer months, we're going to try something a little bit different. We're not going to put out a one sheet uh, every week to encourage you, but what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of recommendation, uh, book recommendations to you. We're teaching out of Psalms the next three weeks, uh, so I want to recommend to you this book called Psalms for You by an author named Christopher Ash. This is part of a great series. Uh, every Bible book has a for you book that goes with it, and this is deeper than just like a daily devotion, uh, it, it, but uh, but it's, it's easy to read, and it's challenging and encouraging. Um, you can go and get it, and get it for $10, bucks, nine ninety nine on Kindle. Um, uh, you can go to Amazon and get it, uh, depending on what day it is. We ordered a few of these for your convenience, so if you want to pick one up on your way out, start reading it this afternoon. See Jennifer at the Welcome Center right after. But I encourage this, I recommend this book to you strongly. I used it uh, with our 11th graders at Wood County Christian, um, and it's just been, a, this whole series is an excellent resource for your library and for your faith journey. So I, encur I recommend this to you. My question for you today is, have you ever experienced whiplash? And I'm not talking about being in a wreck necessarily and where you slam on the brakes and part of your body stops and another party, uh, uh, part of your body continues moving and you, have the, you experience this whiplash. I'm talking about whiplash you may get just from life. Maybe, maybe you're a teacher and you went to a conference and that conference was just encouraging. And like the, the speakers were awesome and you learned about all these amazing resources and you're like, yes. So I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over the world starting with my third grade classroom. And then you come back from that, 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 that conference and you meet Jimmy uh, and, and you're reminded of why you needed to be at that conference for much longer and you're like, I'm, I'm done. Uh, principal, here's my keys, I'm done. Or if you're a church leader and you do the same thing. I remember many years ago that Shelby and I went to a conference, a children's ministry conference. It's like, this is awesome. I'm going to go back. We're going to transform our ministry and everything. Two Sundays after we get back, I'm looking at the back. I'm standing in the back as uh, some of our leaders are leading worship, and I'm just watching some of the kids go back and forth. And I had this vision of me punting one of the kids across the room. I thought, hmm, might be a good time to, for me to consider something else in ministry. <laughs> Highs and lows. Um, and we have them, and it causes this whiplash on us. Maybe you had a great day at work, and like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, the tide's turning. This is going to be great. We're entering into a new season. And then that was, that was Thursday, and then Friday, everything just seems to fall apart. And, and you just want to, all you can think about is how not to quit before 4.30 or 5 o'clock rolls around. Highs and lows. Maybe, maybe it's, you've experienced that with worship. The, 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 the praise team is just bringing it. 
Uh, God blessed the pastor with something great to say that day, and you're leaving like, this is awesome. And then you have to sit out here waiting five seconds longer than normal to turn left onto Highland Avenue, right? And the only reason you're not honking at the person in front of you is you're pretty sure that you just worshiped with them. Uh, and, 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 and highs and lows, maybe it's relationships, Maybe you, you have some relationships that are just amazing and you can't get enough of it. And then you have other relationships that you, you just, you want that, but it just, for some reason, can't be that way. And, and you go from the high to the low. Maybe for you, it's health. Maybe, maybe you seem to get over one horizon and you think it's going to be good for a while, only to see another big mountain in front of you. I mean, and my prayer has been now, I think this is the third year running, like, can we just make it through 2022 without any uh, surgeries or procedures or anything? Highs and lows. If you've experienced any of that, let me assure you that you are in good company. Because a man referred to in Scripture as a man after God's own heart had that same whiplash experience over and over and over. And it is in that context and that mindset that I want you to listen to Psalm chapter 40. David on this roller coaster of a ride, just like we find ourselves far too often. So if you would, if you have to close your eyes or if you follow along in Scripture, put yourself in that mindset as Tony reads Psalm chapter 40 to us. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He turned to me and heard my cry for help. He brought me up from a desolate pit out of the muddy clay and set my feet on a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. How happy is the man who has put his trust in the Lord and has not turned to the proud or to those who run after lies. Lord my God, you have done many things. Your wonderful works and your plans for us, none can compare with you. If I were to report and speak of them, they are more than can be told. You do not delight in sacrifice and offering. You open my ears to listen. You do not ask for a whole burnt offering or a sin offering. Then I said, see, I have come. It is written about me in the volume of the scroll. I delight to do your will, my God. Your instruction lives within me. I proclaim righteousness in the great assembly. See, I do not keep my mouth closed, as you know, Lord. I did not hide your righteousness in my heart. I spoke about your faithfulness and salvation. I did not conceal your constant love and truth from the great assembly. Lord, do not withhold your compassion from me. Your constant love and truth will always guide me. For troubles without number have surrounded me. My sins have overtaken me. I am unable to see. 
They are more than the hairs of my head, and my courage, it leaves me. Lord, be pleased to deliver me. Hurry to help me, Lord. Let those who seek to take my life be disgraced and confounded. Let those who wish me harm be driven back and humiliated. Let those who say to me, Aha! Aha! Be horrified because of their shame. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, The Lord is great. I am afflicted and needy. Lord, you are my helper and my deliverer. You are my God. Do not delay. If we had written this psalm, we may have used different images. We may have used words more familiar to us, but we could all have written a similar psalm. I want you to think about the the, the progression of this psalm and what David experiences in this psalm. He starts off by giving us this imagery that, that you brought me out of this desolate pit. You brought me from darkness into a light. You brought me out of this muddy clay, this mucky mess, and you set my feet on a rock. All throughout Scripture, God is shown as a rock. God, you've taken me out of the mess and you've planted me firmly in you. You put a new song in my mouth so that I can sing praises to you, God. And he keeps going down, down through and he gets to verse number six and he says, God, you don't want just this mere sacrifice. You don't want just this rote stuff that I have to do over and over. You don't want just routine you don't want just, uh, you, don't, you don't seek burnt offerings or sin offerings. You seek the whole person. You don't want just us to go through the habit. You don't want us just to, to, to schedule a church service and, and it's just show up for the sake of scheduling and showing up. You want all of me. And David says there, he says, see, I have come. Literally, that means here I am, I am yours. I am yours, God, all of me. And he says right after that, I delight to do your will. Your instruction lives in me. And he said, because of that, because of that living inside of me, I proclaim your righteousness to anyone and everyone I meet in the assembly. I can't keep it to myself. I can't can't help but, but speak about it. I cannot hide it. But then... Must have been something out of the corner of his eye reminded him that the world isn't all always good, isn't always right, and led, drew his attention aside. And his theme, his, his mood changes a little bit. Lord, do not withhold your, your compassion from me. Your, your constant love and your truth always guard me. God, my sins have overtaken me. Just a second ago, he was, he was standing firmly on the rock singing a new song. I, here I am, I'm all yours, and now my sins are too much for me. My, they, I'm unable to see. They're more than the hairs on my head, and he cries out to God, God, hurry to help me, Lord. Hurry to help me. But then in that same verse, he decides, he, he has his attention drawn back to the rock. 
He has his attention drawn back to where it should be. And in that hurry to help me, he's reminded that, God, you're in control. You are the rock. You're the one who took me out of the darkness, put me in the light, who took me out of this slushy, uh, muddy mess and put me on firm, solid ground. So, think of this as a prayer. God, let, let those who seek to take my life just... Help me that you're going to take. Help me to trust that you're going to take care of that. They're in your hands, God. Those who those who to wish me harm, God, help me not to focus on them. You take them. Those who are are constantly uh, seeking to to trap me and to say, "Aha! I knew you were going to mess up again." God, let me let you worry about that. Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad. Let them always love your salvation. Let them always be able to say the Lord is great. And probably my favorite verse in all the Psalms, I am afflicted and needy. I recognize that. The Lord thinks of me. You are my helper and my deliverer. My question for you, simple today. I have three. If God is helper, with what do you need help? Now, helper, all right? If, I, I, I think in my mind I, that helper should be all capitals and in bold because it's talking about God. When we have problems, we can go and try to find answers and solutions and comfort uh, someplace else, but it's not going to last. It is not going to last. It's going to lead us straight back to this pit to this mud that we found ourselves in. God is helper with what do you need his help? Turn to him. God is deliverer. And since God is deliverer, from what, from who do you need delivered? Maybe we go back to the beginning and maybe, maybe, maybe it's just health concerns and they're just, they're just like bulldozing you right now. Pray to God. Cry out to God as David did for deliverance, for help. Maybe it's relationship cancer, some relationship that is just bringing you down, down, down. Cry out to God. God, as deliverer, please deliver me from this. This morning, who do you know that needs deliverance? And before you start going out here, I want you to turn your mind's eye inward and look to yourself. Maybe we should hold Scripture uh, as being true when it says, hey, before you go looking out there, maybe you need to remove the log, the plank from your eye. Be honest with yourself. If God is helper, if God is deliverer, where do you need help? And from what do you need deliverance for him? And then... Start doing what David did here. God, I proclaim your righteousness everywhere that I get the I can't keep my mouth shut. But church this morning, if you battle, if you have highs and lows, right, you're in good company again. Right? You're probably filled with a room of 100% of people who experience those highs and lows, who get distracted, who have their, 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 their focus taken off the rock but imitate David 
as he comes back time and time and time again as a man after God's own heart to him and be able to pray to him, God, there's so much going on around me, I'm giving it to you. God, there's so many people out to get me, I'm giving it to you. There's so much in my life that seeks to tear me down, it is yours. I am afflicted, I am needy, God, you are my helper and my deliverer. And this last line, and my God, do not delay. Pray with an urgency. God, come in. Right? And, and, and God, do not delay in coming. And you may, not, you may not heal me, you may not relieve me, but God, do not delay in letting me be able to see that you are there pulling me through this pit pulling me through, through this muggy, this muddy bog that I am in. Help us to imitate this man as we seek after his God, our God.